Welcome back to the Future is Green podcast, talking all things fall reset. Ireland, why don't you start by catching us up on the summer rundown? What were you up to? What are the fall goals? Let's actually take a step back. Today is October 23rd, which is the one-year fig anniversary. Kind of crazy that it's been a year. Why don't we do like a little fig recap of the past year, like some of our favorite moments? That's a great idea. Okay. Favorite moments? I think definitely our first day in the studio. So exactly a year ago today was kind of a crazy moment. We were at the time in the basement of our old school, really just kind of (laughs) playing it by ear, just seeing what was going to go down. I remember we both brought like bags of green goodies for one another. Like we were very much in the green (laughs) festivity vibe. So happy memory there. And then I guess One of my favorite episodes shortly after that was with Dr. Cohen. She wrote an amazing book about living chemically free. And, you know, I think it was, gosh, I need to, obviously, I need to go back and reread this, but limiting chemical and toxic exposures in your daily life. And I think I learned so much from having her as a guest on the episode. We were introduced to where chemicals seep into our diet and even just daily activities. I feel like I was really shocked in a good way because I was, you know, became informed, but also kind of a little bit scared. But I think it was a good scare. Got me thinking differently, implementing some new practices into my routine. Ireland, how about you? I'm with you. That episode really gave me a lens to see everyday products through quite differently. The world, there's some not so great things, but I think it's like, you do what's in your control and you don't freak out. And I feel like the 80-20 is just everything we've been pushing this last year and everything that's come out. It's like, we don't have to be perfect, but know better, try to do better where you can and be more conscious socially, like in terms of social responsibility, because we all have a part to play, but also for ourselves too. Absolutely. I think going off of that with the 80-20 theme, that's something that I love a lot, not just for healthy, you know, diet and lifestyle choices, but definitely to, I would say, like, in personal romantic and friendship relationships and even family relationships. We had Jay Williams on our podcast, and he really did a great job touching on that one as well. So I feel like 80-20 in all realms is something that after we kind of spoke it into existence for ourselves on the podcast, I really did see it play out better in my life. And it's something I definitely want to get realigned with the new fall season ahead of us. I'm with you. And I think it takes away that idea of perfectionism. Like everything has to be perfect, perfect, perfect. No, life doesn't have to be perfect to be wonderful and find out where things are not doing good. And then use that as an opportunity to make improvements. Like I'm just thinking back to Jay's episode, like he was saying, look for quote unquote weaknesses, something like that in relationships Mm -hmm. to strengthen them. Absolutely. So back to the summer question. I'm going to roll it back to you, Lydia. (laughs) I think the last episode we officially did was late May, early June. So what's been going down since then? Okay. So since then, let's see, I spent the majority of my summer staying in Miami, really just kind of enjoying summer here, which it is not for the faint of heart. It's very, very high. I found myself staying indoors most days trying to just catch up on some things. I was doing LSAT studying, 
going to Soul Cycle quite heavily, going out, exploring <laughs> Miami, big 80-20 shot out there. I would just say a lot of relaxing and kind of just prepping up for another school year. Uh, yeah, I'm a second semester junior this semester, so definitely it's picking up, I'd say for sure trying to work on internship applications, looking at law schools more seriously. So definitely lots that I was prepping for over the summer and, you know, diving into full-fledged now. Ireland, tell us about your summer. (laughs) Well, how is Miami treating you? Tell me more. Like, what is your day-to-day right now there? Okay, my day-to-day right now is a bit different. Also, I did forget I don't even know how I managed to forget this in my summer recap. This is, I gotta roll it back for a second. This ties in with the Soul Cycle piece, though. I had the opportunity to go to Bridgehampton and ride at the barn with our fig, you know, ugh, like girl crush, Tinks, which literally was a life changing experience. I had only ever really interacted with her, like on Instagram DMs and listening to her podcast. So meeting her, I literally, my heart was racing so bad. And they always say, like, don't meet your celebrity, like, idols, like, they'll disappoint you. I was far from disappointed. She was amazing, super down to earth, hilarious. And it definitely felt like what we're trying to emulate here with the fig community, where it was just a bunch of us in the room spinning together, having a great time, lifting each other up. Like, it was so fun. Definitely would love to go back. Maybe I'll run into her again. So that was a highlight from the summer for sure. And then that segues back to what am I up to now? So right now my schedule is a little bit crazy. I have classes every day, Monday through Friday, which is, you know, standard. But the timing's a little odd. Uh, Wednesdays are my least favorite day of the week. I'm in class from 11 to 9.20. So that's a bit exhausting. But... I've been trying to work in definitely soul cycle classes. I love to ride with Alex at Brickle. Yoga when I can. Like I used to go to a local studio almost every day over the summer, but with like the timing of my classes this semester, it's just been a little bit tougher. But I joined the Lifetime Gym. It's a newer building down here and it is incredible. The location that I joined has um a sauna, a steam room, a hot tub, and a cold plunge tub. Implementing my own little rotation of like getting in the cold plunge, going in the sauna, you know, post-workout. So that's been fun for recovery, really, you know, constructive. I think we'll have to do a more in-depth video on cold plunging in the future because it's definitely something I know Ireland has had experience with and I'm really starting to enjoy. So honestly, yeah, kind of just grinding it out with school. That's like the day-to-day, obviously. Fitness, and then for fun, going out with a lot of, you know, new clubs and bars and restaurants to always try down here. Uh, One of the most recent ones that I went to, I actually loved it so much. I went like two weeks in a row. I'm probably going to butcher the pronunciation, but it's like um, a Peruvian Japanese like sushi restaurant called Choto Mate, and it's like literally to die for. They were super amazing with accommodating my allergies, which for people who don't know is gluten, dairy, and arugula, and occasionally avocado. I've been trying to like microdose it back into the diet, but I'm a little little hesitant. So basically the main thing I usually catch for those gluten, of course, um, and they were amazing with it. I have never had, what is it, crispy tuna rice because it's never gluten-free, but here it was. So that was, you know, superb. 
yeah, so that was definitely, that's been on the hit list this semester so far. <laughs> that sounds amazing. And the crispy rice is the best. So good. So good. <laughs> I mean, that sounds incredible. Going back to Tink's, she just seems like such a genuine person. The world needs more people like her. And the community, there's such power and strength in the community. It's like, you're on a team. And I feel like people may say, oh, like, that's ridiculous. Like, you're going to, like, a yoga class or, like, something, like, with a bunch of strangers. But everyone's, like, grinding. And, like, that's in other parts of life, too. Just to see other people hustling, I feel like it makes you want to keep going. If you're in a race or something, like, people are running around you, you're motivated. Yeah, no, it was definitely a very inspiring space for, like, so many different reasons. And I think, too, just seeing her, like – her goal and her plan was never to blow that podcast up and write a book and get this huge following. It happened so organically. So to see that and see how successful it is, it's just really kind of just like awe-inspiring, honestly, because she's very, she's crazy humble. And she honestly would have every right to not be because of her like accidental success. But yeah, no bad things to say about Tinks. She's amazing. It's connecting like-minded people too, mm-hmm. I think. Definitely. Definitely a fig class somewhere with yes. Jewish Generation, South Block, Stay or tuned. Pyramida. Someone. Stay, Stay tuned. It's coming. Details coming in the future. <laughs> All right, Ireland. I'm dying to hear about the summer in the city. So share with us, please. So... My summer and the life I'm living right now was not expected at all. I've been applying to jobs. I just finished my second degree at Elon this past year. So I stayed for an extra year, wrapped that up. And I had a few opportunities, but nothing felt 100%. And I really didn't want to settle for something that I knew I would be spending eight hours a day doing. <laughs> um, and I'm happy I didn't do that because I really am just so, so happy here. And I'll get more into like what I do in a second. But I decided that I was going to live at the beach with my grandma and my aunt. So help take care of my grandma. She is 95 years old. She's a rock star at the beach. And I was going to work down there. I've worked in restaurants like my whole life. All my cousins did that down there. It's kind of like a rite of passage almost in our family. My mom grew up down there at the shore. My mom's one of seven. Whole family's down there. I was just like, this is such a special opportunity that I'll probably never get again to share with my family. Like I don't know, for at least I knew a few months or so. So I was doing that. And then mid-July, I got an interview. So I am a patient coordinator at a dermatology and plastic surgery practice. And it is a husband and wife duo that own the practice. They're phenomenal, such great mentors and just brilliant. I feel like I'm learning every day. And that's something that's was very important to me. And I like, I'm just trying to be a sponge picking up all of this stuff. But like a quick transition, I got the job and I had about two weeks to figure out housing, everything going on Facebook marketplace. Like things were looking a little rough. It was looking like I was going to be in a hotel at one point, but you know what? Everything, everything fell into place somehow. So moved down to DC and then actually just recently moved to Arlington. But yeah, just taking everything in 
and definitely exploring because I've really, besides my eighth grade field trip to DC for two days, I have no experience here. So getting back into dance, yoga, trying to do it all. So we'll see. Fig is really marking up the map. We're soon to be hitting every major city on the East Coast. Just you wait. <laughs> yeah. No, but that's awesome. Definitely super exciting to hear about Ireland's job endeavors, seeing that there is a, a happy life post-college. Uh, <laughs> there is. Yeah, that's awesome. Love the yoga bit. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. So I'm a big core power girl. I love their classes and especially being in North Carolina last year, but also being home quite a bit to be able to go to a studio consistently, even though not the same physical studio, but like, you know, you keep your membership, you can go anywhere. That was awesome for me. So became a big core power fan. And I decided to do their teacher training. So it's the 200 hour I'll finish early December. And it's definitely a lot of training like between classes and stuff I'm like deep into the yoga right now but it's been something I've been wanting to do for a while and I know the circumstances will never be perfect where I'm like this is going to be a perfect time like I'd like to hope but I was like you know what I might as well just jump on this so currently doing that we're gonna get you up there one day whether it's yoga or soul cycle I keep saying I'm waiting for the perfect time which we know there's no such thing in life as the perfect time for anything as Irla just mentioned but when my schedule calms down just a tiny tiny bit I think I'll add that into the mix for sure fig is thanks to the internet staying strong so excited for the future We appreciate everyone's patience as we took our much-needed summer break. (laughs) It was a good break, and I feel like you and I thrive because we're just like, this is what it is, and instead of like sugarcoating anything, just acknowledging and moving through, Mm -hmm. and it was definitely like not a break I anticipated, but I couldn't have imagined it any other way. Like It was just a good reset. Absolutely, and I think like in one of our older... Uh, just like more casual catch-up videos we had talked about how communication between Ireland and I is so important is definitely like the base of everything we do and I feel like I couldn't agree more with what she's saying right now because we definitely didn't go into the summer wanting really to have you know a break with no episodes no planning no nothing but just life comes at you fast and you have to adapt and so we were willing to just you know kind of make it work and it ended up being like she said a really great break i feel like it gave us a new outlook on what we want to do moving forward with the podcast we definitely have exciting stuff coming down the line and we're just excited for i guess what would this be season season two are we calling it and i don't know <laughs> is it season two <laughs> is it season two already wow time flies so season two of the future is green podcast is coming soon with this episode release we can make t-shirts yeah <laughs> let us know on instagram do you guys want merch and if so what do you want we have so much merch though we actually have to figure out something to do with all yeah we actually do have some merch we have we have tote bags if you're listening and you want a tote bag send me a message we will get it to you we will figure out how to get it to you don't you worry so lydia september well i guess we're in october so yeah september is past we're in a new season we are I heard there was an eclipse 
last week or the week before something about Was it really? You. I must have missed that. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> no, me too. I'll put it on the schedule next year. But old energy leaving, clearing, new energy coming in, kind of resetting, dialing it back. How are you doing that? Oh, wow. Okay, that's a great question. I would say my reset really comes with prioritizing my personal needs, which I think the biggest part of that is accepting that it's going to look different from everyone else around me, even people like my roommates who I'm so similar to. Like what I need is not going to be the same as what they need. And I have to just take that for what it is and, you know, make my schedule accordingly, give myself breaks when I want it. I'm really, really bad with giving myself breaks and taking it easy. I think that's, I get, I'm down on myself. I get hard about it. Like, oh, why are you not running today? Why aren't you going to yoga today? Like, there's no reason you can't go. Why can't you go? But like we've talked about before, 80-20 applies here too. It's okay to take a day off. And honestly, your workouts probably will be a lot stronger if you give yourself that one or two days of rest per week. So definitely trying to listen to that, especially when you have to be realistic with it. If I'm up until 2 a.m. finishing an assignment, and when the alarm goes off the next day at 6, eh, it's not looking too good. Like that was about four hours of sleep. So just have to be willing to adapt, I think. So definitely still prioritizing exercise, healthy diet, social life, studying, and sleep, and realizing that based on what time I go to bed is going to affect all those things the next day. So I guess too overarching would be trying, I'm trying my best to get a better sleep schedule going, but different events and studying and exams make that a little tricky, but we're finding ways. Also journaling. I love to journal. I love to write. I feel like if I can't say it verbally, I can usually write it. And so that's something I've been doing a lot of lately. Ireland, how about you? That's amazing. And I love what you said about the sleep. I feel like there's this idea that you have to be up at the crack of dawn to be productive or I know there is that book what is it the 5 a.m club Club. I I know I like that book but it's like oh come on I'm here for the hustle and everything but like you said acknowledging that life happens and really how you react when it doesn't go to plan is more telling of you as a person and the whole listen to your body so here for that definitely and yeah I've kind of been doing a similar thing like I definitely am aiming for a good routine and especially now just moving again, getting back into a new space, like finally settling in. But I'm not going to go crazy to like wake up early, especially when I know I'm not getting that sleep and I'll adjust. Like it's not the end of the world, no matter what the plans are. Like something, you know, something with a friend. Like if, like you are, you know, you need time to like reset. Like, People who are your friends understand that. And yeah. That's a great point. I was just going to jump in and say that too. I think a lot of it is like societal pressure. Like you don't want to be the friend that bails. You don't want to have FOMO by not going out. But I think if your friends are truly your friends and care about your well-being and your wants and needs, they'll be more than understanding if you really are just honest and say like, hey, look, I didn't sleep well last night. I've been super stressed. Can we do a rain check on this? Like, I know Ireland and I have had that with even just recording, which is, you know, usually less than an hour. But you want to step forward as your best, especially for us on here. 
with your friends. You don't want to show up exhausted and kind of just like low energy if you're going to do something social. So, you know, there's reasoning behind everything. And I think if you have the right people that you're talking to, they're going to understand and be willing to compromise. Maybe you do like a movie night in instead of going out or just, you know, you don't go. And that's totally fine too. I'm like so anti-FOMO. Like I'm trying to stop leaning into that energy and that space because I it doesn't serve me. Like the fear of missing out is so silly when you really think about it because I'm not really going to be missing out. Anything that's meant for me, I'm not missing out on. So, hold on. Hold on. I like, love that. So I shouldn't be fearful of something I'm quote unquote missing out on because I'm not, I'm not missing out. If I was supposed to be there, I'd be there. So I think finding comfort in that, that's kind of just like trust the process. If it's meant for you, it won't pass you by. Exactly. And embracing these detours, like what if all of these detours were actually part of the master plan and we don't know anytime something goes off plan so exactly there's that burnt toast theory oh my gosh have you my mom loves this theory (laughs) me too (laughs) do you want to go into it i can go into it a bit yeah if i'm maybe okay i think there's only one burnt toast theory but if i for some reason start to go into it and it's not what you're gonna say then you can add in what you would like okay so my interpretation from my mom's <laughs> interpretation of the burnt toast theory would be you're making breakfast, you're in a rush to get to work or go to a doctor's appointment or something, you make your toast, and if you're not me, because I prefer burnt toast, you're going to pull it out of the toaster and you're not going to eat it because it's charred and it's black and it's it's no good. So you're like, ugh, I'm going to be late. You throw the toast away, you make new toast, and in the time it takes you to make the new toast, in the world, you're avoiding something bad that was going to happen to you. So maybe it would have been like, you know, God forbid, like a car accident or even something silly. Like you're walking outside and you trip on on a rock that rolled across the, the lawn as you were happening to like walk to the car. Like something super crazy, but it's kind of like the butterfly effect, you know, same idea. I, I definitely have not always been this way. And it's something I'm still actively working on because it's easy, I think, to get rattled when external things happen. I'm not in the place in my life where I'm like, I can block out all the noise. I can block out a lot, but I think it's an ongoing growth pattern, Mm -hmm. I guess. Like when something doesn't go right, not getting rattled by it and just being like, okay, I'm just gonna, (laughs) this is so cliche, but it's true. Improvise, adapt, overcome. Like things aren't going to go to plan. You have to be willing to surrender to this like set plan of whatever it is even in a schedule like something gets thrown off and there are no coincidences in life everything does I think serve a purpose if you can find the silver lining in it no I totally agree and I love that I think a lot of people definitely have a hard time you know blocking out the external noise I mean who doesn't like there's so much going on these days and it's it's hard to drown out what other people are saying especially when it's criticism because i'm very self-critical so then if people are piling it on top it just that could drown you like it has the potential to but honing in and you know improving your skill to like just ignore it gets easier the more you do it so i think that's a big one like just put it in practice put it in action and one day you'll realize like, oh my gosh, that person just said something super rude and I didn't even, I didn't even like interpret it or didn't even let it like hit me that deeply. It kind of just like, oh, I heard it. That's rude. It rolled off. Like it didn't serve me. It rolled off. Like whatever. So I think 
The first step, though, definitely not, is like acknowledging what serves you and what doesn't serve you. And that's definitely easier said than done because I think it's definitely a process. There's things that at face value sound great, look great. Society says this is great. But it might still not serve you, even though like what serves me might not serve Ireland and vice versa. And that's okay. But I think the process of acknowledging what those things are are super important. And once you can do that, I think you're pretty much set. No cookie cutter approach to this. Everyone truly has a unique set of needs and standards that they should. Like my outlooks on different items should be different than Lydia's. We're different people. So fall faves. Fall faves. What are you loving right now? This is such a fun one. Okay. I'm going to start with like things that have just been favorites of mine from like September to now. And then we're like a few days out, uh, like like a week out from Halloween. So I'll jump into like some super season specifics, just some fun ones. Okay. So starting off strong from just, I would say end of August actually for this one is the Kiehl's Ultra Facial Cream, like just a moisturizer. It's so amazing. I used to use, oh my goodness, like actually it's it's in all my drawer. Let me take a peek. Okay, I used to use, like, V, which is super good. Like, I have very sensitive skin. That's super gentle. A lot of dermatologists recommend it, and it's super convenient because you can buy it at, like, CVS, Target, whatever. But being in Florida with the sun, I feel like I needed something a little bit more nourishing. So this is an awesome product. I got it at Sephora, this huge jar. It lasts forever. I know that, okay, we're on video right now recording. You can't see. I just held it up, but it's it's a large jar um what is it 250 milliliters so it's it's a nice size (laughs) uh lasts a while definitely recommend that and this is a personal favorite between ireland and i we love seasonal rx bars so right now i've been enjoying the pumpkin spice rx bar literally to die for and then my fun like 80 20 uh favorite recently has been like a really spicy margarita like when I go out, like with the spicy rim. Oh my gosh, so delicious. Uh, <laughs> that's the favorite. And then Halloween specific favorites would be let's see, candles. My mom just sent me in the mail this new one. It's the Capri Blue uh, Capri Blue brand. Wow, that's a tongue twister. In the scent Pumpkin Clove. I'm burning it right now. I'm recording and it just smells like fall in here. Uh, yeah. I mean, also, who doesn't love Halloween candy? I definitely will have my my fair share of that next week. That's an 80-20 moment for sure. <laughs> Ireland, what are your fall faves? I cannot believe it's almost Halloween. I know. It's crazy. It's like, where'd the time go? I feel like I blinked and we're almost in November. I'm about to be doing turkey trot. Like, I was just going to so say, soon. start cooking up the turkey. Seriously. Like, snow is going to be going. <laughs> Which actually, I'll, I'll give myself and my roommates and my and some friends, you know, outside in the community, a quick shout out. We're running. I didn't even tell you this. This is actually news to Ireland right now. We're running the Halloween half marathon in Miami Beach on Saturday. <laughs> oh my gosh! I let's go. Yeah. So it had been on my radar for a bit because I saw it posted on like the race website. And for anyone who doesn't know, I did the. Uh, 305 half marathon back in what was that march yeah like march 5th 
and I did not train for it. And I finished and I ran the whole thing, but I did not train for it. And my body really paid the price for that the next few days. I practically could not walk. And I vowed to myself that I would never do that again. So then I signed up for this race about a month and a half ago. And I was like, I will definitely train for this one. Faster time, better recovery. Well, wouldn't you know it? I am, what, six days out and I have about eight miles under my belt. So a little bit better than last time, but definitely not where I wanted to be in terms of training. But I think for the plot moment, it'll be great. It'll be fun and festive. And we'll definitely have to do a catch up about it in our next episode. All for the plot. Yes, always. We have to get a fake one. We've been talking about this because it's also been on my radar to do one. And I have actually a half marathon training plan. Yes. So we can use that. Oh, perfect. <laughs> um, I will get ready. it on the calendar. <laughs> I am ready. I think just like, run, like the runner mentality, maybe I guess it would be from other people I've like witnessed and talked to. But I think it would be the ability to run 13 and a half miles isn't all that crazy because by mile five, you really kind of hit like a groove and you get your pace going. And as long as you keep running, you're pretty much set to finish from my experience. If you're exercising normally 80, 20, you know, healthy diet, lifestyle, whatever, I think that's a doable mileage, maybe a little far, but like you can do it. The real part is like, it's the mental state. It's the mental toughness because your brain is just like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I want to quit. And I feel like that's where I excel. Like, I don't have the best running form or clearly training because I did not train, but I, like, refuse to quit. And I think I picture our our, our friend, uh, Joe DeSena in my brain or, oh, what's his name? Dave, is it, like, David Goggins or something? I don't know. My, yes. my dad's always like, who's going to carry the boats and the logs? And, like, I'm hearing that in my brain. Like, I have a lot of positive external noise that I channel in that situation so I think it's the mental toughness and discipline and grit that gets me through races like that and same thing with like when I did the Spartan race last year so the physical is not easy by any means but your body can do more than your brain thinks it can do and honestly that it wants to do so if you can tune that out and tune in some external and internal inspiration instead, you're set. So I think that'll be our team motto here in the household on Saturday. <laughs> I love that. It reminds me of a quote. I think it's Pablo Picasso, something along the lines of inspiration exists, but you have, I'm sorry, hold on, roll it back. Roll it back. <laughs> inspiration exists, but it has to find you working. Like you're going to, and this is actually from David Goggins' book, something like you're going to strike eventually a match in a pool of fuel that you didn't know was inside you if you just keep going because eventually you're like okay I can do that and to your point that we're wired to not really want to push like that yeah because it's outside of our comfort zone but that doesn't mean we're not capable of doing it it just new to us in the very beginning like a rewarding feeling I think that's like a high that I chase now because I had no faith in myself, really, to finish the last race I did. I was like, oh, like, I'm going to have to walk. Or it was mile 10, and I literally had, like, goosebumps as I was sweating. And I was like, oh, that can't be good. Like, you know, like, it was just, it was so hot. And I was so, I guess, dehydrated. I don't really know. So, yeah, I just think, well, but I told myself I could do it. That's the important part. you got to be your biggest cheerleader sometimes. It's you versus yeah. you. Nobody's coming to save you. 
Uh, so that's kind of the mentality there at mile 10 when you're, you can see the finish, you know, in the distance, but that feeling afterwards and you're like, wow, I lit that match that I didn't even know had the capability to burn. It's chaseable. Like now I'm like every day chasing that feeling. So it's like finding what does that for you. And then every day doing something similar or something greater to do it again deeper too (laughs) making yourself uncomfortable because you're gonna grow from it i always what was the quote we love quotes but i really should start (laughs) writing them down because i can't credit the people because i also misquote them because i remember them in bits and pieces but one was something like you have to be comfortable with the uncomfortable or vice versa uncomfortable with the fact that you'll never be comfortable and i think it was playing off of the quote of the only thing in life that's constant is change True. which hit me because i think change is so uncomfortable so i'm uncomfortable with change and the uncomfortability of the fact that it's all we have that's the only constant is change so definitely food for thought there a tricky a tricky quote for you brain games on this monday <laughs> evening okay island you got to share with us your fall favorites <laughs> Fall faves. This is also one of my favorite parts because I always love to hear what Lydia is interested in because we've definitely over mm-hmm. over the time exchanged some swaps of items we each like, turn each other on to different products and stuff like that. I did just jot a little list earlier before so I wouldn't forget. Perfect. <laughs> Trader Joe's has a pumpkin bark that is gluten-free it's like some type of granola on the bottom that sounds good dark chocolate and then pumpkin seeds delicious um just got that the other day lard hamilton he has a creamer company i know exactly and the pumpkin one that's really good elite honestly getting into fall i finally accepted that fall is here i was riding the summer wave way past labor day like it was mid-september and i'm still like yeah summer but now the sun is setting very early winter blues trying to fight them by being out like going for a walk during my lunch break just spending time outside because i do love to be outside and i think last year I mean, when we would go on our oh my gosh. <laughs> midnight Literally, walks, these walks like, would be like 1230. It'd be like me texting Ireland or Ireland texting me being like, want to meet at Oak House and go for a study break walk? And be like, yeah. <laughs> and our pajamas <laughs> bundled up because it got cold in North Carolina pretty early. That's good memories, though. I love those walks. I am loving that I still can be outside in shorts. It's very hot here still. But at the same time, I'm missing like the nostalgic touch of fall where it's like, the leaves here do not change color. It is 80 degrees out and my pumpkin rotted in two days that I carved. Like oh fall God. vibes here, mm, they're not really that existing. Turkey trot soon. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, I can't really think of anything else. Let me take a look around my room. Quick scan. Spin drifts. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm a spin drift fan, but actively drinking them a lot more because I find myself now like wanting a fun bev like i would in the summer Mm -hmm. and yeah i think they just will continue to carry me through i love them sometimes if i want a fun bev but i don't want like something sweet and i don't want caffeine this is like kind of a weird one but i'll do 
Liquid Death, the sparkling one in the black can, plain, and I'll pour it over a cup of ice and I'll drop in a noon hydration tablet in like the pink lemonade flavor. And it's a good one. It tastes so good. It basically just makes the noon like fizzy. So it's good. (laughs) It's like a, I don't know, like a sparkling lemonade, I guess, but with some health benefits. True. That's my favorite too. We love Liquid Death. Yes. (laughs) spooky can i know honestly that's like so perfect halloween vibes so gotta crack them out next this week (laughs) i was gonna say we should give them out to the kids oh my god (laughs) the parents would be like trick or treat we're going to give (laughs) halloween rx bars and liquid death (laughs) we should yes (laughs) is there anything else you want to add in lydia i don't think so i think it was just great to catch up we're so excited for season two of the future is green podcast i think moving forward with the format like this is just going to be so in like i don't want to say inclusive we are inclusive already even when we are sharing more factual information we are definitely very inclusive and that's still going to be a cornerstone of the podcast but i think delivering it in a more conversational tone is going to make it more accessible for more listeners you don't need to have you know, a background in the sciences to understand what we're going to be saying. We really want to be a community that's going to get everyone involved in a way that speaks to you. The future is green and I'm excited to see what the future has because I feel like we have planted a seed over the past year and honestly taking time this summer, perhaps that was the time that the seed needed to like grow through the soil and just like not be touched for a little bit. Take a step back figure out what worked, what didn't, especially doing this long Mm -hmm. distance. But I see no problem that can't be tackled. No doubt that the the future is green and bright. And we definitely have very strong roots from our first year that I know we both are crazy proud of. Definitely from the support of our listeners like you, but also our commitment to the podcast. I mean, within the first year, we had an event at an awesome location here in Miami. We had so many great guests on the podcast so we're really excited to keep that trend up for season two and of course grow and see what comes our way and we're not fearful because everything that's meant for us in our podcast won't miss us it'll come right to us we just have to be open and ready to accept it that's the mentality we need (laughs) 